Hello, hello, hello. So this past week I did the final move of what I hope to be of the last eight months. I've done many moves. I'm I'm over moving. I'm over moving. I was in Rockaway Beach, which is like a small rundown blue collar beach town that got decimated by Hurricane Sandy in Queens, New York. It's about an hour and a half from Manhattan, an hour from most parts of Brooklyn. And a wise man told me, I came to New York and I was telling him about how, you know, I had moved to the country in the past year. I lived in Long Beach, California, moving from Los Angeles, and it just wasn't my vibe. It was too slow. And he says, by the time he's this was this wise man named Pablo, a young man in uh, the finance industry in New York. He said, by the time a person, a city person gathers up the courage to go move out and try the country, it's already too late. And I was like, that's amazing. And I re experienced that again. When I moved out to Far Rockaway. Like the idea is when you're in the city. It's like the grass is always greener. You think to yourself. I could just be. Out in nature. And all I really need is shelter. And some waves. And peace. And I can connect with the world through the internet. And the slow life is for me. And you're out there. And it's nice for a couple of weeks. But the reality is Pandora's box has always been opened. If you're a little city critter and you've seen and you've been constantly stimulated by all the different types of people and foods and that energy, that pulsing energy and all the different viewpoints and intelligence and the way people communicate and the speed, you're done. It's over. This is the hell you have to live in. This is your personal hell. It's your city hell. You don't get the country hell. The country people can do their country hell. And the thing about country, the the, the, the difference between the two hells is that the country hell, and I learned this in Long Beach and Far Rockaway, people are in denial. They're in denial of their hell. They put on a front that everything's going great and they're happy and their world's amazing and they suppress their hell and then they get off their hell in some weird like fucked up cult shit you know like the KKK or something some weird darkness suppressed darkness and in the city the hell is is that people just tell you about it they're just very open and they tell you about it and both in this in that's the, that's how they deal with it by being very volatile and aggressive to each other but the honesty is what they respect and in both hells people medicate with drugs and alcohol so that's that's the Venn diagram suppression putting it bring it to the surface and both hells use substances so for my final move I decided to rent a car. And the car rental thing I did was Zipcar, which is basically an online platform where you go on your phone, you see where the car is, you select 
that you want to rent it. You go to the car, you click on your phone, the door unlocks, the keys are in there. You get it for X amount of hours. And uh, I've done this a few times in New York City, and I always, I always choose a Subaru. I I think the Subaru is the ideal car. I think it's the perfect car. Just the Subaru because it's just it's like it's big enough to put everything in the back, but it still has a nice sporty feel and the way it cruises, it feels like you're very much grounded. You're very like you're just really like taking in the earth and grinding along. Not churning, it's more of a churning. It's a nice churning. So I go to this, I go to, I follow the map, the little GPS map to where the Subaru is. This is in Brooklyn. And it's in the, and it turns out it's in this parking garage. In this nice parking garage underneath this nice apartment building complex. So I walk down the ramp where already the cars are supposed to be. You know, like it's one of those car garages where it's steep and it's clear that pedestrians aren't supposed to walk down this ramp. But I don't, I'm I'm like, I'll be fine. I'm like, that's, and of course a car could come behind me and totally knock me out. And I, and it was just, it's just like this blind arrogance that you're like, you know what? I'm, even though it's probably unsafe, I'm still going to do it anyways. So I go into the go down the ramp and it's just a tight small garage and it's just hectic like it's just this traffic jam and the the car attendants are running around and it it's just the energy is very intense. And I knew that most likely I should have just waited and talked to a guy and said, "Hey, you know, I'm going for a zip car, you mind helping me out with it whenever you have a spare moment." But instead, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go look for the zip car and avoid this cockamamie. So I go down through levels, and I'm looking for the zip car. And the zip car is orange on the picture of it. So I'm looking for this orange car, and I couldn't find it. And then a car pulls up to me, and a parking attendant's like, what are you doing? He's an African gentleman with you know an African accent. He goes, what are you doing? And I say, oh, I'm looking for this zip car. And he goes, you're supposed to wait up at the top by the, you know, the, the little hut, the, the car parking hut. They, it's, there's a sign that says you have to wait there. And I say, and I feign ignorance. I, I totally put on bullshit. I go, oh, I'm sorry. This is my first time here. I didn't know. And he was like, okay. Total bullshit. It was a. T- it was just like this. I was just bullshitting. It was total bullshit. Total bullshit. Totally lying. Of course, I knew I should have stood there, but I was just like, "Ooh!" I just played dumb. I played dumb, and he saw right through it. I saw him, and I was like, "Oh shit! That was fucked. That was fucked up of me." So I go, and I wait, and I'm waiting. And he's dealing with all the other problems first. And I'm just standing there waiting patiently. He's dealing with everybody else. And everyone, the energy is just very intense. Like everyone has to be somewhere so quickly. And no one wants to be in this state. It's a purgatory. 
So finally, he comes up with the Subaru, and it's a different color, but the license plate matches. So I would have never have found the Subaru because I was only looking for the color. It's a blue Subaru as opposed to an orange one. And he comes up, he, he drives, and he parks it. He gets out, he locks it, and he was like, all right, see if you can unlock it on your phone, and then you're good to go. And even though my reservation matched the license plate, he still wanted to test me. He was like, all right, let's see if you're real. Like, I, I'm not going to give it to you because you could be just be conning me. So I tried to open the zip car, and it wouldn't open. And I kept trying. I was like, hey, man, like, this is the reservation, but it's not opening. He's like, all right, well, let's try it at the outside of the parking garage. Maybe it's the, the um, cell phone connection. So he drives up the ramp, and I walk up the ramp, even though it's not a pedestrian ramp, I walk up it, he pulls out, he parks, and he's kind of waiting to turn out onto the street to get to a a safe enclave, and then this car behind us, I hear the voice, and I turn around, and it's this white couple, the white girl is driving, she's white, brunette, very conservative looking, like probably is a, a project manager at a marketing company. And then this this white guy, you know, who's just like short brown hair, could be in a frat. Nothing impressive. And he's yelling. He's yelling. He's like, come on, move. We have to go. And I see her just smack him just right across the chest like, no, stop it. Just stop. Hit him. And I was like, huh. And then he started yelling. Again, he was like, come on, we have to move. And the the car attendant, the guy who was helping me, gets out of the car and looks at him. And then, like, just shakes his head and gets back in the car. The white guy yells again. And then I was like, I yelled back at him. I was like, chill, bro. He's working hard here. It's not like we want to be standing here. What's the matter with you? And then the guy yells back at me, like, oh, we have to go. And I was like, hey, man, that's your problem. It's not his problem. Yelling's not going to do anything about it. And then the girl hits him again. Oh, what? So then the guy, my parking attendant guy, not mine, but the, the parking attendant guy pulls out, stops the car, gets out, closes the door. He's like, what happened there? But he looked and he saw me and I saw a little twinkle in his eye. Because I yelled at the guy. I yelled for him. I defended his honor. The white guy had got out of the car and walked. Walked. The white girl was in the car and she was just so embarrassed. Just drove off. Just so embarrassed. And then so I tried to unlock the car again. With my phone. And it wasn't unlocking. And then the parking attendant guy was like hey let me just look at your reservation he looked at the reservation and then he just gave me the keys and was like here take the car and I was like what a sequence of events I broke the rules by walking down into the parking garage he called me on it being like you should have waited at the waiting station 
I bullshitted him by feigning ignorance. He saw that. He drove the car up and was like, I'll give you this car, but you have to unlock it with your phone. It couldn't unlock it with the phone. He was like, all right, we'll see if it's the service. Okay, but you're going to have to unlock this with your phone. Drove up. Then some guy was being a dick to him. I yelled at the guy. I yelled at him. And then he relinquished on his stance of making me open the car with the phone. So that was interesting. That was like, it was a process of redemption. I redeemed myself. I'm no hero, but it was how I was able to get the car. Because if I I hadn't yelled at that guy, maybe he wouldn't have given me the car. Maybe I would have had to call Zipcar and go through this whole this whole ordeal. So I'm driving and I realize I forgot the keys to the far Rockaway apartment. So I go to the Brooklyn apartment. I park the car in a um in front of a church. You're not allowed to park there, but I park there and I put the hazard lights on. I go get the keys. I come back to the car. I try to start the car and the car won't start. The engine's dead. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, fuck me. Like, I was like, why am, Why is the universe punishing me? Is it because, is it because I bullshitted the parking attendant? Is it because I yelled at that guy? Like, what, what am I doing? Like, what, what, like, give me a, like, why does it, like, give me a fucking break? And I was pissed. So I called Zipcar. They make you wait on the line. And I've called Zipcar before. And Zipcar has all of their um, phone attendants in India. You're always talking to... I've, I've called Zipcar multiple times. Because there's always something. There's always something that goes wrong with Zipcar. And I'm always talking to an Indian man. With a very thick Indian accent. So it's my guess that I'm talking to a person in India. So I talked, I I explained to them what happened. I was like, look, I got the car in a parking garage. It wasn't able to open. I drove the car. I parked it and now the engine's dead. And I was really upset. So I just, I was like, I'm not even, I can't even wait. I was like, I want a full refund. I'm not going to be able to move today. And I want credit. I want credit for a future trip. So I want a free trip. I said that. And he was like, all right, all right, well, let me just see what happened. And he goes and he like clicks away on the computer, click, 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 click. And then he says to me, look, this isn't like the engine's not dead. We just shut down the car because the last guy didn't properly cancel his trip. You're fine. You're good to go. I was like, ah, that was it. So I got in the zip car and drove. And that was the story. So I was really, I was a fool the whole time through the zip car. I was just, I was just like a dumb, I was a dumb idiot in the parking garage. The parking attendant must have been like this fucking dumb idiot customer. 
And then the Zipcar guy's like, this guy is a dumb idiot. I was just an angry, stupid customer the whole day. So that was a little embarrassing. But, um, you know, we're flawed. Everyone's very flawed. So I'm moving. It's just moving. It's just like life is very monot- it's just It's just in the slow down life. It's very apparent how very much the same every day is. It's like what's what's going on what's going on in your life? I'm moving. Ugh, moving. Ugh, I'm you know, this moving. Uh, I have to get the kitchen together. Uh, you know, set up the thing. Oh, you know. Transition. Transition is difficult. This is what I've this is what I've learned. And uh, and a and a wise woman the other day, uh, an MFA in film at Columbia, she told me, when you're in transition, the key is you have to establish a routine and go with the flow. And I said to her, I was like, I'm very good at going with the flow. Almost, almost so much so that I can't even establish a routine. I'm too in the flow to, to routine. So that was interesting. I watched the Joe Rogan Kanye West podcast. And I was just a little disappointed that Kanye couldn't just answer a question. Like Joe was like, who talked you into going on meds? He couldn't answer it. What do you think about getting rid of universal health care? He couldn't answer it. And it's like, he just doesn't, it's like, it's like, all right, show us the beauty of your free flowing thought association mind. That's wonderful. You're very successful shoe salesman. You've made great music. There's no denying any of it. But the thing that he's missing is that people want to see him connect with another human. They want to see him go back and forth and engage the high thought is nice but it would have been more interesting to see how he is human to human we've seen the high thought we know we know Kanye has a beautiful creative mind that's also madness oh that's what yeah that that's what that's what it was I was talking to the MFA film student and I was like I was kind of expressing my disappointment in the Kanye video and she was like he's mad he's crazy he's a mad person and I said but he was glowing like don't you see he looked great his energy he was beautiful like his it was he was his his body was glowing and she said mad people glow David people who are completely in their own reality and like just in their own truth content with their own truth that's they glow but that doesn't mean they're sane or healthy and I was like yeah that's that's true and then she goes madness is interesting we like madness we're all a little bit mad and we need madness but Kanye's really like he's really crazy 
That's what she was saying. But it's not it's not like crazy is a bad thing. It's just crazy. It's just an element. We all have a little bit of crazy, some more than others. I have a friend who she's an artist. She's an art therapist now. But she told me, she was like, David, I'm um I think I'm shallowly crazy but deeply sane. And that's kind of the way I feel too. I feel like I'm shallowly mad. mad. You know, on a, on a shallow level, I'm mad for sure. But I think I'm deeply sane. A deep, 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 deeply sane. So it was, it was a little disappointing, the Kanye thing, because I, I was, I just was hoping, I was hoping that he would level level up with Joe Rogan who I like I like Joe Rogan I know he gets a lot of heat from from some corners of the internet but you know he he's like a very centered thoughtful individual who has like a very special ability to relate to all different types of people and has this open inquisitive mind and he's become a very skilled interviewer and broadcaster. And he advocates positive things like health and routine and discipline. These are all good things. No one's above those things. So that's what's going on. That's that's the story. <laughs>